Hello. This is Lisa Rossi. And Misty Lore. <laughs> With the podcast, we're all psychic. And today we have a really cool guest. Her name is Amy. And Amy, would you like to say hello? Hello. Amy, do you think we're all psychic? Absolutely. Absolutely. And how did you get to that conclusion? We all have the ability to tap into our pineal gland, our third eye. And it's usually coming out of a courage to tap into what is impossible and connecting to energies that are bigger than us. So it could start as like the ocean, the moon, nature, and then beyond that. But a lot of people don't have the courage to do that because they're stuck into, you know, the media, the news, their everyday lives or jobs, yeah. and they don't believe in what else is possible. And the moment we tap into that, that's when we stimulate our psychic abilities. So how, like, like what? So, listeners, watchers, this is a video podcast on Spotify, and I'll tell you a story. Amy is a friend. She met my friend or my my cousin-in-law, Julie JT, as she knows her, in Philadelphia at a yoga class. And JT told her about the podcast, and here she is. And she has a really cool email. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I like your your email tag is very funny. Thank you. Um, So we're before the podcast listeners, we were talking about uh, we were just chatting about stuff. And she was talking about when she first started doing cards. And um, and you were talking about that experience of like, what is this? Oh, my gosh, it came true. So can you like dive into that some more for the listeners and kind of explain what that felt like for you when you started realizing you were right? And, 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 And then the shock of it and stuff. Can you describe what that was like for you? Absolutely. Yeah. So I remember feeling like I was kind of lost. I didn't know what I was doing at this point in my life. Um, I got my dream job. I thought everything was going great. I was What was your dream job? I'm curious. I was working at Universal Music Group. Um, I was really excited at that point. Um, I also got sober and I felt this kind of pull to explore different modalities. And I found myself kind of just in a crystal shop and that inner child just sparked right back on. And I felt like this kind of like pull from running away from something to running towards something. Oh, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. And I got super pulled to my current tarot deck, um, Tarot of Dreams. Let me see. Let me see. Let the the watchers can see. Yes. No, like here are some of the cards incredible deck like that's so pretty oh i've seen that deck i have seen that i've never i've never played with it oh it's so beautiful it's very mystical like kind of looks like the imagery on some kind of like lottery machine i don't know (laughs) um I was like, it's kind of a lottery. (laughs) Lucky or not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think there was there was like a um Hold of this specific deck. And I think that a lot of people, when they're choosing a tarot deck, like they kind of have this pull towards a specific image or energy. I've also seen decks later on that like I thought were great. And then the energy from it 
threw me off. So I had yeah. to like throw it outside. Like yeah, <laughs> weird I've like that too. I was like, I've seen them here on Instagram or everywhere on Facebook. I've seen them everywhere. And I wanted them so bad. And I finally got them. And it's just like, they don't work for me. They don't do. <laughs> you know, it's a very surprising yeah. thing. Why doesn't it do? <laughs> yes. But your dad yeah. worked for you, right? When you first got it. Yeah. So I had no idea what I was doing. I just honestly was reading the little booklet that was with it and just looking through the cards, connecting with the cards. I didn't know how deep they went. I thought it was like, oh, cool playing cards. And like my inner child was like, ooh. Um, (laughs) And then I realized, wait, okay. So there's a way of doing this. Um, I kind of played around with the spreads that the book listed out and... I at the same time got all these tarot readings on TikTok and Instagram. And I was like, oh, people have a way of shuffling it. And I started doing that and I played around for a month or two. And I realized that I kind of memorized the meanings of each card. And like I recognized each one was connected to the next one. Like there's a pattern that started clicking. And I was like, okay. Ten of Cups, emotional fulfillment, Ace of Wands. All right. This means that there's a big change. Also, emotional fulfillment, something changing in someone's life to give them more emotional fulfillment. And like, I realized, wait, okay, this goes a little deeper. I might be able to like tap into someone's energy here and not just in mine, but like other people's. And that was a dangerous road because it was like, Oh, what is this person thinking about me? You what is this all person about going? Him. <laughs> I mean, tarot reading after tarot reading about him and them. What, do they yeah. love me? Do they love me now? Do they love me? Oh now? yeah, <laughs> I did that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> they love me now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, they don't love me. Oh wait, now they do. <laughs> That's kind yeah, of no, like I exactly. Yeah. Oh, when we're doing tarot readings for ourselves and other people, it's like we don't want to see the harsh truth sometimes, and it's yeah. like, wait, that's also something that we manifested like this is reading our timeline this is our current timeline and it's dangerous when it comes to dating like oh like he doesn't love me wait he does hold on what's the deal with that and like when we're reading for ourselves we're not in the mindset sometimes of like this is for my highest good this is like just want to hear what i want to know here (laughs) yeah not know but exactly yeah (laughs) yeah and it's wild. Like some of the things that came out about people I was, you know, dating at the time, I was like, this person's lying to me. Hold on. Um, found out person was lying to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. It's a hard way. Did you, did that kind of like how like the hard rocks and the hard knocks? Is that how you started realizing this is really happening that you were right and you knew? Yeah. I have like, a question though. That guy was lying. So did you kind of know that before you were asking the cards? Did you suspect it? Is that what you asked or did the cards just tell you he, he was lying? Yeah. So I found out at the time, well, I know at the time, like I had this feeling that this person was, you know, not meant for me. This person was not committing to me. And there was this, you know, reason career wise why. And yeah, I was kind of just like waiting, 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 playing that waiting game. And um, now I'm with someone different. I'm actually with my twin flame. And yeah. that was a whole other road. That's um, something that's interesting. Cause you had mentioned something about twin flames in your email. And I was wondering if you wanted to like enlighten us. Cause I've never, I don't know about twin flames. I don't think I've had a twin flame relationship. If I have, I'm in it right now. <laughs> like I'm running away from this guy for like two years. I break up with him like every other month or something. Cause I wasn't ready. 
to whatever I was, but I was just like this guy too much, you know? Oh yeah. Um, It's very, what was your experience (laughs) with twin flame? What was it? What was it like for you? Is that what you kind of got that I always heard it was like chasing and running and someone's a chaser and someone's a runner and someone can't really deal with the connection and someone knows it's right. And that kind of thing. Is that what you experienced? Yeah. So I got into tarot when I was actually with a false twin flame. I found out later on. Okay. I got a twin flame deck and that's how I realized, okay, so it's not just tarot. There's Oracle. There is a whole other world here. And that deck talked a lot about like personal ascension. It's not just about a relationship. It's about like all these spiritual lessons that you learn through it. And like, when you learn the spiritual lesson, like you'll activate some kind of new energy, like Merkaba, for example. And then, you know, there's different kinds of relationships, karmic, twin flame facilitator, false twin flame, twin flame. It's, it's wild. Sounds like, you know, a lot Um, of them. I don't, I've never heard of all that before. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It is really cool. Um, and then what happened was, yeah, I found out this person was lying to me. I had no idea. I had zero idea. This person was lying to me, but I had a feeling, um, like everything that was shown to me was like truth, but then the cards revealed lie. (laughs) And I realized, you know, after a while, okay, there's something called manifestation. And this is where we shift into the version of ourselves that has what we want or what we don't want. And we can manifest through fear. We can also manifest through like meditation and like stepping into that version of ourselves that already has it into the now moment, like realizing we have it already. Yeah. Um, and I realized, okay, as I started to step into that version of myself, it started out like, you know, tarot realized this person was lying to me, met my twin flame at a bar. It just was out. Um, I was having mocktails <laughs> And then I found a twin flame deck. And then that's when I got into that. So I realized, wait, learning these spiritual lessons and stepping into new energies, the tarot readings I did for myself started to change. And I realized the tarot readings for this person started to change because as I was stepping into like higher energies and like realizing, wait, I do deserve love instead of like... I've yeah. always been cheated on, like telling myself that. Story. Yes. Yes. We were just talking about that. We were yeah. just talking about that when you, when no I came, you came in and I said, yeah. we were having a serious conversation. That's what we were yeah. talking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what we were talking about. Yeah. That's it, very it, interesting. I have a problem too. You know, do I really deserve it? You know, do I and deserve I that daughters. kind of love? That's I what want we were them talking to about. know that they deserve it too. Yes. Know? Everybody deserves it who yes, is kind to people. And I mean, everybody deserves it if they, you know, give it back, really. Yeah. You know, if they're honest and they give it back and they're honest, <laughs> this is a straight yeah. thing, you know, just honest with your partner. Yeah. <laughs> the best thing you can do, right? <laughs> or try to be. Yeah. Absolutely. And I remember like getting like, every card I pulled, it was like the twin flame card for this person. And then I asked about the previous person, false twin flame. I was like, mm. oh, sense. Like he couldn't commit. That's a big symptom there. Interesting. And like, honestly, that story that I was telling myself and like so many of us like tell ourselves, mm-hmm. and it's not just about like, this person's going to cheat because all the people before me cheated or it's like, um, you know, I got hurt in the past and I don't want to get hurt again. Or yeah. You know, my dad left when I was a kid and 
that manifested into, or like my dad was amazing as a kid and I don't believe anyone can match up to that. It's like the stories we tell ourselves and like realizing, wait, we can break that story. We can change the story. Yes. And a lot of times we're just so used to thinking a certain way or feeling a certain way. We want someone else to do it. (laughs) Someone else to come along and do it for us, you know, change our way of thinking or make us feel a way. And that's what a lot of love is about, you know? Misty, yeah. you look like you have something. I think something. that's the big question is how do you do it? How yeah. do you do it? How do you do it? Do you have some advice for us and listeners? How do you start? Like, how do we find our self-value? And a good way is tarot. It's self-exploration, you know, and look at your flaws as not being that bad. It's not bad. It's just part of who we are, I guess. That's for me. That's what tarot did a lot of. Point out my eight of swords situations, you know, and um, where I'm limiting myself and thinking I'm a victim, basically, you know, being trapped in that mentality and like there's no way out. And uh, I was definitely in a series of bad relationships all my life, you know, until more recently. Um, And I really didn't like Misty and I were talking about before you came on. I didn't think I deserved that kind of love, but I never knew that I didn't think I thought that way. Does that make sense? Like, I didn't think of it. I, I don't think I'm not sitting there. I deserve shitty love. You know, <laughs> I just oh, yeah. thought it's that, you know, it. love was love. And if I felt an attraction to someone and they felt an attraction to me and we built a friendship and a relationship, well, that's love. But it's different when there's a real passion between two people and there's also a friendship and there's also a soul bond, you know. And I think that's what you talk about with the twin flame. I think there's a soul bond with some of these people that we fall in love with. Maybe some of the even the bad ones. You know, the ones who mess us up big time, they have a lesson for us. If we don't learn a lesson, we're stuck until we do, I think. (laughs) But, you know, how do we start looking at ourselves and figuring out our value? Um, Like, what would you say is a good way to start? I think, like you said, tarot and oracle are a great way to explore these. Um, And... Sometimes also getting like a third person to like yes, a reading, like <laughs> yeah, a reading, a reading. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even I get readings. Like I love, readings. I love this, but I also go to other tarot readers and get mm-hmm. readings. Because oh yeah, sure. oh yeah, we 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 do that all the time. Missy and I are always giving each other readings, and other people I get give and get readings from you know that I work with and stuff. Love them. They're I so clarifying. It. You know, when you have a really good r- rapport with a reader, friend, or something that knows your stuff and doesn't judge. You know. It really makes a big difference, that outside perspective. How do you know it, though? Like when Missy and I were talking earlier, we we're talking about that value. A lot of younger women go through that where they don't think they have any value uh, in a love relationship, except what they think. Like you said, like they, they've been thinking all their lives, you know. Um, but how do you how, how do we like get someone who say 28 and has always had bad troubles in relationships and she doesn't think she's worth it? You know, she doesn't think she deserves that kind of love. How can like she like step into some new shoes and see her value, you know? And um, I don't know. She, she just like as an example, this would be somebody maybe who doesn't know anything about tarot. Maybe they just stopped on this podcast and they're like, I deserve love. But we all think we do. We, we all think we think that way, but we don't. I mean, I didn't for a long time think that I deserved anything, but I didn't know I thought that way. It's hard to explain. It's like a perception, really, like blinders, really. (laughs) So, I mean, I know dream interpretation is a good way to go, too. You know, like looking at our dreams and seeing what the themes are and, look, you know, not necessarily a dream dictionary, but, you know, looking at the recurring themes and stuff like that can show us a lot of what we're afraid of about ourselves. 
I think is a good way also to start looking at things. Oh yeah. Dreams. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of symbolism in dreams and it doesn't always mean like something's going to happen, but you know, it could be an animals angel. Like looking around and seeing, okay, the world around me is trying to show me something. And Mm -hmm. like, even in like, you know, nightmares where you're running or something like it means that you're avoiding something or, you know, um, what about a house? Like Misty and I were just talking about this dream. She's having a recurring dream about this mansion. It's like an old school mansion. Do you want to tell her about it, Misty? Maybe you can, oh, inter- yeah. Maybe you can yeah. interpret it. Interpretation. <laughs> uh, it, it's a house. And my daughter had the same dream with the same house. Um, she described it to me to a T. She only had the dream once. I've had it on and off for years, years. And in the dream, there's always something evil trying to get me. But I yeah. always go back at it and, and try to, like, lessen the evil and, and get rid of it, you know. And the last one I had, like, last week, it was, like, there was so much evil in the house, like, that I had to call, like, Mar- uh, Michael, the archangel, to come and help me get rid of it all. And, you know, Lisa was was doing a reading for me and she was like well you know this has to do with something about love and you not you know loving yourself enough or think that you are deserving you know that's why romantic love is what i felt it was really strongly connected to romantic love in particular like being Um, valuable enough to have the good love you know maybe that's what i was thinking it was about that's what the cards had kind of gotten at but i wasn't i think there's more to it what are you picking up the energy I'm feeling from that is that it's almost like finding patience in yourself and like knowing you're protected. It's almost like the divine masculine in you. Um, it could also have to do with like, you know, when you feel negative energies like in a house that's not yours in a dream, it's probably also related to your ancestors, like your. Especially because it's an old house. That's what I thought too, the family line. Yeah, maybe it has to do with the family line and like you feeling safe, like that divine masculine energy to be, to exist. And um, in dreams where we feel smothered, like in a situation, that's when like the divine feminine energy is kind of out of balance. But it could have to do with like the like balancing the divine masculine in you as the feminine so that you feel safe to to be like root chakra energy sacral chakra energy yeah yeah and like finding the patience with yourself to like forgive people in your family forgive situations And I feel like it does all come down to forgiveness, like not just in dreams, but like, even if someone isn't doing, you know, spiritual things, it's the forgiveness of self and forgiveness of others. And we hold that so deeply in our bodies. And I'm a big fan of like somatic breath work ceremonies for that, but, or like stretching or yoga, So good for that. Mm -hmm. And like forgiveness, like, 
what that even looks like, like forgiveness. We don't know how to forgive because we think that it's a part of us that's protecting us, True. but it's actually right. a part of us that's, that's right. very dark, like the resentment and it keeps manifesting. And yeah. it's like, yeah. forgiveness means making space. And like, instead of uh, basically there's a, um, there's an experience I had when I was at Lake George, I was cliff jumping and I, I was having a hard time forgiving my parents for certain things. Um, and I was like trying to understand how to do that. And I was cliff jumping and my sister was like, just jump, just jump. And I was like, I was ready to jump. And then she was like the pressure of it, like telling myself I have to jump. Yeah. And then I started feeling like a separation from the water. I started feeling anxious and I was like, why can't I just jump? And then I started looking around me and I just started like relaxing, taking some deep breaths and just appreciated the nature around me. I started feeling a connection with the world around me. And I looked at the water and I was like, the water's so clear and beautiful. And then I just felt myself lit up and I just jumped. But I think that also applies to like forgiveness, right? Like understanding people are doing the best they can with what they know. And in having that connection, right. that with compassion, like knowing mm -hmm. that we're all doing the best we can, but some people, we can forgive the unconscious version of them, the person that yeah. isn't awakened, the person that doesn't know any better. And it, like resentment's like drinking poison, expecting other people to hurt. Yeah. Like when we forgive, we're not forcing ourselves to forgive. We're not like, just jump, just do that. It, it applies to like anything in life that applies to like a shift in consciousness. It's kind of just like appreciating life, having gratitude for what's in front of you, seeing the beauty of like the gifts of the situation, the beauty of where you're at and knowing that you are not that version of you from before and you don't have to attach to it. You don't have to fear it because fear is an illusion. You can only create things out of love. You can only do things out of love. Really? Good. And then, yeah, yeah, like we are yeah, love. that. That makes you sense. have a really good point with forgiveness and it's really hard to do forgive ourselves more than anything I think and and, and it was especially if I'm holding the bone oh God, yes. like tool the band tool I still hate that band but I shouldn't because I don't have any <laughs> now it was a long time ago I saw a concert and it was a bad time but you know that shouldn't hold like a like you know want to beat tool up for it but um you know that's just a silly example I guess but to forgive myself for mistakes that I just don't even want to look at that's kind of a hard thing to really process and get into and i did it when i was sure i still yeah. try to do it but what would you give some like examples to like, facing some of this stuff like what would you give some advice for to facing the things that you maybe we don't like want to look at in ourselves but if we look it's not that bad right it's not as bad as we think it'll be like when i oh and that was great yes yeah. no one notices the stuff that we're thinking we are horrible about most of the time yeah. you know and uh, I remember like in seventh grade, I think I made fun of a girl in my class and I still feel so bad about that, you know? And um, I think it was just like a one-time thing. I made fun of her. And then at the time I was like, I'm so cute, but I wasn't, I went home and I felt <laughs> really bad about it, you know? And I, and I just put it away, didn't think about it. And later on, I had to look at those kinds of behaviors when I was insecure and I was in seventh grade. I had to forgive that I was a seventh grader who didn't know anything, you know, and that I didn't. I wasn't intentionally trying to hurt her as like a, rah, a dominant person. You know what I mean? Like I'm not a, <laughs> I was just kind of making a joke and it came out that way and I can forgive myself. But it's something that no one else would know, but I would carry that little piece of baggage with me and not look at it. 
but still be in there. You know, I did this thing that I find horrible, you know, to make fun of somebody, you know, for their hairstyle or something. Cause I was Catholic school while we have our uniforms. So <laughs> you had to make fun of their hair. <laughs> We oh didn't have gosh. anything else. We all wore the same thing. <laughs> oh my God. I went to Catholic school too when I was a kid. And I had yeah. I had this Jufro going on, like ooh, beautiful, beautiful curly hair. And um everyone made fun of me. Oh my god. god. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa, for so making fun of you. But no, but still, did you did you did you like offer the people who made fun of you? Did you forgive them and forgive yourself for not standing up for yourself or anything like that? Did you ever go through a process like that? Yeah, I think um, yeah, it was just kids that didn't know any better. We were in a very pretentious area. Yeah, um, Irish Catholic kids <laughs> that had blonde hair or. Red Brown, hair. straight hair. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was just the only one that was a little different. Like they're all aiming straight for Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're in Pennsylvania. Did you were you raised in the Philadelphia area or uh, where yeah. are you from? I'm from Long Island, Nassau County. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> you've been all around up there. So you've been in, like you've lived in New York City. That's like a hardcore place to live to me. I mean, I can't imagine living. In a huge city like that. I lived to live in Phoenix, but I didn't live in the city. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine that experience. You must have been like, so, so whenever I was like, I grew up in small towns in like Alabama, Chattanooga, not a small town, yeah. but compared to, you know, Philly and New York, it is. Um, but I always found that people like when they come to visit, you know, say Decatur or Hartzell, they see, you know, didn't you find people who were coming from cities when you were younger, like in high school or middle school or even in college or older? Um, people who were raised in bigger cities just seem to grow up younger. They seem to mature younger. You know, they, 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 oh, they I, I'm, a full, I'm a full example of that. I mean, I moved here when I was like 12 or 13 from Houston. And that's all yes. I knew. And I came here to a small town. I was like, what the hell is this? You know, <laughs> this is what you call a mall. You are the cool girl. <laughs> you hang out in the parking lot of McDonald's? Yeah, skateboard <laughs> at, the, at the morning side. <laughs> you skateboard at morning side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you do. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. Long Island is very like prestigious, like crappy, like lacrosse. I, I did crew. I was an AP student. And um, I remember getting sober after going to college. Um, I went to the South, like South Jersey area, and it was very different. <laughs> South Jersey um, is a different country. Very different. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I never fit in. Like, I never considered myself like very um, like preppy or like, wanting to go to wall street. Like I was very, um, eccentric. Like, I, I don't know. I just kind of did my own thing and like photography and music and all that. Did you feel um, un like different from people and you were okay with it? Or did you feel kind of weird about yourself or were you comfortable with yourself? I felt very weird about myself. I thought there was something wrong with me. And yeah, I did too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Time. Probably is. I'm <laughs> just kidding. With me. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I was close to New York City. So like I was going out all the time over yeah. there. And like there's this pressure. Oh my goodness. This pressure to like be someone, yes. and know someone and go out all the time. And like 
you know, I, I know people in my age and like my age in their twenties and like, no one wants to commit to each other in relationships mm-hmm. because it's like, what if someone better comes along? You know, it's like the same thing for plans. I couldn't make plans with my brothers that live there. Cause they're like, what if something better comes along for Halloween? I'm like, Oh my goodness, this is ridiculous. Now I'm living like in the farmlands of PA. Yeah. Oh, it's so peaceful. Yeah. I love it here. <laughs> I love it. And you do Pennsylvania is gorgeous. And the land oh, is beautiful. Philadelphia is a beautiful city too. I was supposed to go up there this uh like last weekend, but I, I got too sick. I had that so the virus that everybody has right now. I had that thing and it was I'm still oh. you know. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 So Miss Case in different cities is so different. Like even in like South Jersey, like the way like everyone loved going to like Dave and Buster's. I was like, Dave and Buster's is where Ooh. I went growing up. Yeah. This, is, this is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Missy, and Philadelphia, yeah. there's like Philadelphia's it's a big city, but like there I, I was only I was in Center City because it was similar to New York. And I was like, okay, oh, yeah. I used to that. Yeah. But it was it was very small in comparison to New York. And then when I went back to New York, I was overwhelmed and like <laughs> yeah be there <laughs> yeah, yeah now i'm like in like the corn mazes the <laughs> like corn maze. and like yeah. anytime i go into any city now i'm like whoa <laughs> the energy yeah. i guess it's like the small it the smog it energy yeah it's a lot of pressure in a big city yeah it, it is and i can understand what you're saying about you know finding a, a decent boyfriend or whatever you know but it's funny like when you go south you know, you see all these young girls getting into relationships when they're too young, getting married, getting married, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's different wherever you go. Yeah, and I felt like a resonation with that though. I visited my sister and well, my stepsister in Dallas, and she was like, "Everyone's getting married and having kids." I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> these are my people because i'm dating someone older than me <laughs> there you go. There you go. yeah now, Missy, you must have some questions for amy yeah so let's go part. back to the the twin flame thing um that you were talking about you know you were doing the cards and then you know eventually you figured out that that was your twin flame like how did you actually know no that it was your twin flame like you see it in the cards and, and yeah and, and <laughs> a little bit like what happened with that and and how that relationship came to be and it and it, for somebody that's looking for somebody right now and let's say and they're messing with the cards and they're seeing the same thing that maybe you saw you know how did you connect it and and, and get it to and use it in your everyday life. Yeah, yeah. The twin flame card kept coming up for me every time I did a reading on him. And I ended up stopped doing I stopped doing readings on him because I was like, I gave the cards the power. Yes. Like I realized in tarot specifically, I gave them the power. It was like, I also have the power here to right. Because what happened was I met this person, he felt like you know, six, four, gorgeous. Like he's 40, I'm 24 and he looks 30 though, but (laughs) it was just like home, like something clicked in me. And it was like, I couldn't even look at him in the eyes for three months. Like I couldn't, I could barely look at him in the eyes. Why? What was that feeling like? It was intensity. It was just an intensity, but also this like pull. And I remember feeling is this too good to be true? Like, this is just like, there's something really intense here. 
And in the cards, yeah, I was seeing twin flame. I was like, I don't know why this comes up every single time. And what happened was we are very different people. He's not actually very spiritually awakened, but he actually, he went through a series of transitions. And the reason I know he's my twin flame and listen, there's all different kinds of relationships that people are in. I don't, you know, some people are with a soulmate or with a twin flame facilitator and like to label it, you know, if they're happy, if you're happy, I'm not saying like, go break up with this person <laughs> because it's not your twin flame. Like if this person makes you happy, right. it's working out beautiful, you know, wonderful. And, um, this person, um, that I'm with, he, it's, it's like this love at first sight energy that I've never felt before. And then all the fears came in like a couple weeks in, it was just this like intensity. And then my deepest fears started reflecting in him. I can and, relate to that. <laughs> yeah. And I never felt it this deeply before with someone. It was like all, like I've been cheated on before in the past and I've lost friends from that type of situation. And all of that came up with him. Um, he was not committed to me yet. He has a son and I, I can understand why he didn't want to commit just yet. He went through a really nasty divorce with the karmic and I, you know, I sent her love. And the thing is he, I, I needed to learn through this. Like there was something in me that was like, stay put, you're learning something. Yeah. And that's kind of when I veered away from the cards a little bit and started to like go within and learn something about myself. I started journaling a little bit and it was like my fear of third party situations. Cause I knew he was like still texting other people. I knew he wasn't seeing anyone, but he was still texting, keeping his options open. Yeah. And that sparked so much fear and anxiety in me. Um, especially cause I just got out of something before that, that yeah. really hurt me. He on the other side of it, what I was reflecting in him was a fear of being controlled, a fear of being um, manipulated. His ex-wife was very controlling yeah. um, from how I've seen it. And I don't know her, but like what I've seen so far is like, he felt like he had no say in his life and he lost a lot of his life to this person. And I felt this, like curiosity instead of wanting to run away this curiosity to dive a little deeper into this. Yeah. And I realized, well, if it's a twin flame, then only one person needs to do the work to overcome it. And it will just simply reflect in the other person. So oh. what happened was through the fights, we did, we had some nasty fights to start about him talking to other people and I realized what if I just got over this and manifested the version of myself that's already mm. in the relationship with this person that's in that loving, committed relationship. Ah, I love that. Manifest yourself. Yeah. Never heard that before. Manifest I was manifesting yourself. him. I've, I've already manifested the man, but not yourself. Yes. I love that. <laughs> that's beautiful. Yes. Manifest that's yourself. Really I'm going to name the yeah. podcast that. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was manifest like he knows it at this point, but I was manifesting a bunch of stuff at the same time. I was like, I'm going to try this. You know, I have nothing to lose. 
I'm manifesting a new job. And I don't know what that was. Um, I was very unhappy in what I was doing. Um, I was just doing tarot for fun. Didn't know I was going to get paid for it. Um, but I was like, I'm going to manifest a new job. I'm manifesting $5,000. I'm manifesting a trip to Greece with him. I'm manifesting a committed relationship with him. And the minute I, you know, all of it started coming together, I started getting paid for tarot. And I was like, everyone in my ear was telling me something different. Like, you're going to do UX design, like web design. I'm like, well, I don't know about this. <laughs> and, and everything started coming together. The signs were just so clear. And I started overcoming certain things in myself. Like, I'm no longer afraid of him abandoning me. Like, because you're when I started doing meditations, like, like I started doing manifestation meditations and learning about my higher self and all that, like some crazy stuff started happening. Yeah. Like he started treating, he started committing like more deeply. Like he treated me like his girlfriend. You were you, you were you. And that's Mm -hmm. who we love the in there that you were in there. He wanted wanted you out. Somebody complete. Yes. And and that's what you did for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, I was like, it was, it was wild. And then like the crazy part, this is the best part, the synchronicities. Basically I was manifesting, but there was still a part of me that was like, where is it? He hasn't committed yet. Like I, I need the physical evidence. Yeah. yeah. I a lot of people caring. feel that way. A lot I of people- stopped caring. I was like, yeah. yep. I am in the version mm-hmm. of me. He is taking me on dates. He's treating me really well. He's, you know, stopping. Like I had conversations that were really uncomfortable to have, but I had to have those conversations Cause I think a lot of girls also like, you know, Northeast twenties, you know, just to give it a demographic, but not always location wise, this happens everywhere. But like girls that are trying to like get into relationships with people who are afraid to commit play the game. Like they try to play a game or use yes. psychology or like, you know, yeah. and they'll just play casual until they commit. Or And it's like, I right. kind of was in the mindset of like, you know, I knew he wanted a relationship. I understood his situation. So I was also feeling compassion. Like he needs to come into his heart. He's never, he, he barely said, I love you to anyone before aside from his son. So I was like, I have to come from this compassionate state as well. So I understand his situation. Like we're having a beautiful time together. He's treating me well. Um, he took me on fancy dates every week. Like, you know, always wanted to see me. He was obsessed with my energy. And then I got mad. Like then I realized, you know, four months in, I was like, it's time. It's time. Like I'm done. Like I'm tired of like manifesting this. And like, I kind of got to this point of like, I've seen some synchronicities happen. I've seen changes happen, but the thing that I want is not here. And I'm kind of just, I'm kind of done. So I was sick of my job. I was overwhelmed. I was upset about this relationship. I was kind of like, I want someone who's going to commit to me. And, you know, he hasn't committed to anyone since his ex-wife. He was dating, you know, all these like gorgeous women all over the world. And like, look at you. Like, <laughs> look at you. <laughs> Listen to us. Watch her. Look at her. She's so pretty. It's the first thing is, like, and you're so pretty. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. But we all compare ourselves to other people and like, they're prettier, you know? I know. Uh, yeah. Oh, everyone. Everyone's beautiful though. You're all beautiful. And I remember like, I was just so done. I was like, screw this. 
I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to quit my job. And I just trust the universe, like everything in me. Like that's when I did my readings again. I was like, okay, I need direction now. And everything in me was like, quit your job, just quit your job. And I had no backup. I was making money from tarot, but not enough. I was like, screw it. I'm just going to, I'm going to quit. So I quit my job. They gave me extra bonuses, like (laughs) by accident. I manifested oh, the money that I was you're in your favor. <laughs> I was manifesting money and they gave me like two extra bonuses mm. when I quit. So I had enough money. I wanted to go to Bali. I was like, you know what? He hasn't committed to me. I just want to go to Bali. I have enough to go to Bali. And I told him that I was like, listen, like you haven't committed to me yet. I'm going to go to Bali. Do you want to come with me? And he's like, no, 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 no. Wait, hold on, hold on. And then remember that trip to Greece I was saying? Yes. He's like, you know what? I'll take you anywhere in Europe that you want to go to. And I want you to be my girlfriend. I want to commit to you. And yeah. all of it started clicking to place like that week, everything for wow. months I was manifesting for. It required me to like Let go. quit something big. Yes. It required yes. me to leave something in behind. The universe. Yeah. Yeah. And he and took me to a visa. He took me to a visa. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, it is really cool. You guys like some good advice for a lot of people. Yes. Yes. Because we all deserve to be in love with somebody. Yeah. That we can be happy with and they can be happy with us. And we all deserve that. We, we do. All. And it's hard to let our guards down and, and be ourselves. A lot of times if we don't even know who we are yet or if we were yes. someone and now we're trying to be ourselves, our authentic selves. Yes. Women you know, know who you time. are. Take that advice. If you don't take anything Manifest yourself. Manifest yourself. Manifest yourself. I love it. So, you know, right now I'm going to thank our sponsor, Everclear. Everclear is an advice app and website, everclear.com, where you can get advice and from you can get just advice, probably a lot more from psychics and empaths. And you can get the clarity you need to create the life you deserve on Everclear. You deserve it. Yes. And uh, Amy, where can the listeners find you or watchers find you and get a reading from you or find out more about you? Do you have a website? You, you said you're on TikTok. And, yes. Um, okay. So how can they find you? What's your website? Or where? how do they find you? <laughs> so my TikTok and Instagram are bathrobe spiritual. That's um, the email. <laughs> yeah, I'm in my bathrobe right now. Yeah, it all starts in the bathrobe. Self-care. Right? <laughs> yes. It does. No kidding. It's great. Oh, I'm fixing yeah. to put mine on too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I need one first. But yeah. um, yeah, I have a like. <laughs> That's crazy. You don't have a bathrobe. You gotta get one. A kimono. It's like a little yeah. No, and they, they 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 they. I don't know. I just I don't. I'm always hot. You know. But oh, my, yeah, you're in the south. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like both yeah. today, but I'm still in a tank top and stuff because it's my apartment's hot because everybody else is using their heat. So I never uh, have to use mine. <laughs> just kind of got lucky. <laughs> oh, you just let it trickle to yours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had to put the air on this morning. I had to put the air conditioning on. It was like 30 to five degrees outside or 40 degrees. And I was like, why do I have to put my air on? It's like, oh, all these people are running their heat. <laughs> but it's um, happening to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, let's see. Do you have any advice for our watchers and listeners about um, how they can start manifesting their best selves and their best selves, who they are, who they see themselves as and embodying it? How could you give some advice for the first steps to doing that? I think it's more of just first understanding where you want to be and like being really honest with yourself. Like, where is it that you want to be? Who do you want to be? 
And and why? Like we are eternal beings, right? No doubt about that. But we only have one life in this body. Mm -hmm. And like, we only have one shot at in this body, in this existence to fully embrace the world around us and embrace the places we want to go, the people you want, we want to meet, like the feelings we want to experience in this body. And starting with what is it that you want and what is it that you want to be when you grow up? Right? Like embrace. <laughs> Girl, you've got to figure it out. Yeah. I wish I knew what you knew at that age. No kidding, right, Missy? Right. Like, what the You're hell? So lucky. You're so lucky. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I know anything at your age. I, I still don't know a whole lot, but that, that would have been a nice thing, like to hear from someone, you know, like if I were your age and you were to say that to me, it, it would help so much. It would, I'm guessing you're about 25 to 28. You look young. You look. You did tell me you're 24. Right? You're at. You, you act like you're in your 30s, but you look like you're in your 20s. Um, and you have like a wisdom about you that's just kind of timeless, you know. Um, but it feels like, like if you, someone like you, came along into my life at that age that I was at 24 and said some of the things you said on this podcast to me, I would have just had a different you know, experience with life, probably, you know, someone had helped me along with trying to find my best self and trying to express myself how I want to and not stumble over my words and not feel like an idiot, not blush every time someone looks at me. (laughs) I was really sensitive. You know, the empathy is and you feel anyone's attention on you. That's how I was. I didn't like attention on me. So Mm -hmm. I feel the attention on me for whatever reason, good or bad. I just didn't like it. It felt you know, and, and, um, <laughs> well, yeah, you've got some great advice for people. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Amy. I'd love yes, it. It was very fun. Listeners and uh, watchers. I'll put her info so you can find her in the description of the podcast. Go watch her stuff. I'm going to watch her. I'm going to download TikTok just because of that. I used to be on TikTok, but it's been a long time, but I'm going to do it just so I can watch some of your videos. I got to check it out. And, um, anything else, Misty, you got anything else for us? You have, you I think that sums it up. She did a great job. You did awesome. Thank you so much. And um, yes. thank you. Lisa, thank you. Listeners, listeners, thank you for having me. This is we awesome. We having you. Great. It is great. And uh, yes. listeners and watchers, we love you too much. Too much. We quit. <laughs> we love you too much. We're stopping right now. It's over. The podcast is ending. Bye. No, just Bye. <laughs> Here, have peace out. <laughs>